1: What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, coming to you from Blue Wire Studios here in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. All pro wrestling today, and damn, it feels good to say it. It's been a while since we had a show just around pro wrestling. The way the schedule worked out, we did pro wrestling first last week, and then now last this week. It seems like so much has happened in between, so... Tons to talk about today. We're recapping WWE Crown Jewel. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about NXT and what's going on down there. But we have a lot to talk about in AEW as they build towards their pay-per-view full gear here in a couple of weeks. And then Monday Night Raw happened, which was quite interesting in itself. So a lot of stuff going on in pro wrestling. NWA has lost their champion. It appears he is suspended so might have another hot free agent. There's Sasha Banks rumors going around. So much, so much in the world of pro wrestling. But if it's your first time listening to a Corner Podcast, we talk boxing, MMA and pro wrestling. So, if you're fans of the other sports, make sure you check out our other episodes that dropped earlier in the week. We had a great boxing show. We had MMA joined by the champ Carla Esparza as she heads into UFC 281 to defend her title. Plus, sprinkled in with a little hip-hop. We talked about Drake's album, other stuff going on in the world. So make sure you guys check out those episodes. Like I alluded to to start this, all pro wrestling today. Always nice to have some wrestling going on. Dre, this is how we start every wrestling episode after a pay-per-view. You are the hardest grader in the history of graders. I'm glad you did not become a professor instead of going into journalism.
2: Well, I would have made you people better.
1: No, hell no. I would have never took your class. I would have dropped your class so fast.
2: Good. (laughs) I don't want people like you. I want people that want to be tested. I would have been on Reddit just crushing you. Don't take this great bearded man's class. And then the people that got through my class would have been successful human beings because you got to be difficult. They would have got got through your class with a 73%. Yeah. And then somebody
1: would have got an A and that A would have meant something.
2: That's why I'm a tough grader.
1: You would have given out one A in like five years. It's like your wrest- It's like five-star wrestling matches. It's like one every
2: five years. You're like, you know what? That's pretty good. Your grades got to mean something, man. You can't- everything's not a classic. Everything's not album of the year. Every match is not match of the year. We got to stop that shit. It's too much hyperbole, especially in social media, because everybody wants to be the best. Did you get straight A's in school? No. Okay.
1: You speak as though, like, one of the
2: people, I imagine, who got straight A's. Mm-mm. No, I, I, it was, uh, I got bored in school. So, did I? I was a
1: horrible student.
2: I got bored in school and I, yeah, like I did enough to go to college. I was like, oh, I want to go to Morehouse. I'm going to do enough to go to college. I'm going to do well in my SATs and I'm going to go to school. And
1: hey, we're more alike than I thought. Yeah, it was SAT score, same.
2: Yeah, and like my parents didn't necessarily think about my grades. So, the the moment they stopped caring about how well I did at school, the moment I stopped caring. (laughs) So, I was like, I'd rather go play dominoes and I'd leave school and go play dominoes. I go to sleep in class and I pass the test. And then I get, like, bad citizenship, but high grades. And it was, it was weird. Citizenship's the crock of shit, by the way. It is. It was like, he doesn't <laughs> engage in class. It was like, bitch, do I get the test answers right? <laughs> yes. There was plenty of times in school where I would, there would be, like, I remember, I can't remember what class. It might have been algebra or some shit like that. That there was a test, and I slept through everything. Because so I would, like, go home and do my homework, but I slept through everything. And the test happened. I was the first one done, and I got it right. My teacher was like, stop would you cheat off of and I was like I got the test I was I'm the first one done and she was like do it on the board and show your work I was like you gonna make the other students do this and she was like no because you sleep in my class I was like because I'm smart she sent me to the principal's office I went to the principal's office and they were like are you cheating I was like no I was like you want she was like why didn't you show your work I was like because I didn't feel like it I was like do I have the answer right yes leave me alone and it was like this whole they called my grandmother to school. They was like, We well, yeah, Andreas is not engaging in class. And I was like, So? You've been an old curmudgeon. Since my you're... whole life. <laughs> my <laughs> whole life. It's, it's always been that way. So so I put in effort where effort was needed. Now I know, you know, preparation's key to everything. And when I got to college, I was like, Oh shit. Like I gotta I have to be in I have to be awake. No, yeah. yeah. I learned that. I was the a hard way, way better college student than I was high school student. But I've always been critical of everything. and I grade everything harsh. And yeah, so as we talk about like pro wrestling and match of the year and all that stuff, I'm not that guy that sits there and watches something and is the first person on social media who's like, that's the best match I ever I can't do that. I can't. It devalues what my opinion means. What if it's the best match at that point in time? Like, what if you feel that way? And then you have room to be like,
1: yeah, it was all right.
2: I don't do that. Because everything, social media, like, it's weird. It lasts forever. So, if I say this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, ever, that's a strong statement. And it, and somebody will go back and find that tweet, just my luck. It's <laughs> like, what did you say about that? And I was like, ah, damn, maybe it wasn't. But a lot of people go, that album's a classic. When did it come out? Nine hours ago. It's not how this shit works, man. That movie's the greatest movie I've ever seen. No, it's not. This it is what you just saw right then and there. I'm not, I've never been that guy. I can't do it. So, I'm anticipating
1: a very mediocre grade for this WWE. Crown Jewel Paper.
2: Yeah, it was it was a solid show. It wasn't... Not A-pluses? No. All the way through? Absolutely not. You start
1: grading shit like I sporting can't. news. No, man.
2: No. <laughs> no. No. I, it
1: wasn't... They look at you as the editor like, yo, is he on right now? No, they nah, know let when me, I'm... Let me, people know when I'm not yeah,
2: on. like, let me sneak in this A-plus grade. I'm, I'm critical of everything. I watch everything with a critical eye because I want what I say to mean something. And if people say you're too harsh of a grader, too fucking bad. Impress me. That's why Meltzer's scale doesn't matter anymore. Once it got past five to like seven and a halves, what are we doing? What That's why doing? you only gave one five Mike at the source. Yeah, and that was even my choice. That was a collective choice. I gave Kanye's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy a four and a half. And then we had a conversation. There was like, how do you feel about bumping this to a five? And I said, well, um... <laughs> We, had, we, had, like, we did like had three conversations about it. And they was like, well, the staff feels very strongly based on your review, which is very strong. Would you be okay with that? And I was like, you know what? I'm fine with that. But it, was, it wasn't my decision. I'm also the same guy that would write reviews for the source and would turn in reviews with a two. And they're like, what are you doing? You can't give a two. And I was like, why? There are five mics here. If I can't use all five mics, if I can't give a zero, why is there a rating system up to five? If there's a rating system a, grades A through F, I'm giving you Fs. I don't give everybody average. No, no. Everybody can't have a three and a half mics. That's what the source fell into that trap. No grading on a curve. No, man. If it's whack, I I can't remember what I gave a two to. And I got a phone call. That'd be a soldier boy album or something. Nah, nah. This is this is two thousand this is like two thousand seven. No, what no, they wouldn't give me a soldier boy album. I wouldn't accept (laughs) it. It, And that's another thing. I wouldn't accept it because it's not fair to the artist. I don't like your music anyway. So why would I review it? That's not my thing. So I'd rather pass it to somebody who actually appreciates that and can write intelligently about it than give it to somebody that already hates it because then they just skews the whole review. But it was something that they gave me. I know I gave a two to like a Dos FX album. It was so funny. Ugh. It was so bad. No, I gave it a half. <laughs> I gave it half. a half. And they were like, you can't do that. And I was like, why not? And their publicist called me. They're like, we're not gonna send, never going to send you anything ever again. And I was like, so? <laughs> Like, I don't care. Like, it's heard trash. Of my feelings. It's garbage. If it's garbage, then it's garbage. We need to do like a YouTube only,
1: like, sideshow every now and then where you and I just sit and you grade out the worst matches. Oh, it would be like, great. Like, we're purposely going to, like, just watch horrible matches and you have to give them grades. So, like, your five-star will be like when it's the shittiest match. We could, like, have you ever, uh. cult like a reverse oh, scale.
2: Have you seen Cultaholic's t- tier system that they do? It's no. It's great. Cultaholic does a tier system, and they, they put things in tiers. And the one I watched. Oh, like kids do? It was, yeah. So it was like, it was the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling, right? And they pulled a bunch together, and they had like three different tiers of shitty, right? They were all bad. <laughs> and they put things in tiers. I love what Cultaholic does. I met the guys, like. I watched York. a lot of their other shit. Yeah, but th- this was great. They had, like, the worst gimmicks. And it was, like, it was never, like, this is the, the best grade you could give it was it a- maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought it was. And that was, like, the B team was the only <laughs> thing that got that. But it was, like, Mantor and everything got really, it was a tear and I enjoy that stuff. Because if something sucks, we should be able to say it sucks without offending people. People are going to get offended because it's their art and it's their craft. But I'm a, a critic, and my job is to criticize your shit. If it's great, I'll tell you it's great. If it's trash, it's trash. If I see a poor wrestling match, I'm not going to lie because I like the people in it. If you don't want to be my friend because of that, fuck you. Interesting. That's how I live my life, man. People are like, have you met these people? Yes. I'm not one of those people that hides behind E doesn't have just like shitty matches. So you, so you don't got to text but E but the see, next day and be like, you know what? That wasn't it. That's the other thing. Like, I won't lie to my friends about bad stuff, but I will tell them at a certain point, stop sending me your shit. <laughs> I don't want to watch. Don't ask me your opinion. If you want me to be your friend, just don't send it to me anymore because you really don't want my opinion. (laughs) I've done this for years with people in music, everything. At a certain point, if you feel like, because I've had with somebody like, all you do is crush dreams. I was like, that's not really my job. But if you feel that way, stop sending me your shit. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to have a friendship over this. I'm going to say they didn't make it. No, they stopped. People would just stop sending me stuff. And then I'd see it elsewhere, and it was like they liked it. And that's why when I used to have a column for Hip Hop DX, it was called I'm Just a Critic, Who the Hell Am I? Because my opinion really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Things that I like sometimes don't make it. Things that I hate sometimes blow up. I'm just giving you my opinion. And if you don't like it, oh, well. If you're mad about it want to fight me about it, oh, well. But I'm sure there's somebody out there that's probably going to like it. You know what? That's 100% true. Because episode one of this podcast, eight
1: years ago, we crushed the New Day. It was bad, but they'll tell you it was bad.
2: <laughs> and
1: then fast forward now, it was great. Well, see, that's the thing. Like Two man. world champions, the longest tag team run, maybe, depending on when we're listening wow. to this podcast.
2: So we had a meeting today. I can't talk about who the meeting was with. But we had a meeting today. It was me, E, and John. It was some Our Heroes Rock stuff. And we were talking about our, our short film, which is still coming out soon. And somebody, there was this conversation about including something and he was explaining, and I can't say, the New Day was, they knew it was bad. All of them (laughs) will tell you, like, when it first started, it was bad. Kofi Kofi Woods and he have all told me the same story in different ways of how this thing was supposed to fail. And when it was going to flounder, they were trying to inject other talent into the New Day. And they were like, now we got this because it was like, if we're going to fail, we're going to fail on our own, but we're going to figure it out. And clearly they figured it out. But he was like, would you have lied to me and told me that it was good? And I was like, absolutely not. I would have told you that shit was trash. I would have told you how to fix it. I would have told you, gave you my opinion of how it could be fixed. But I'll tell you if something is bad. I'll tell you if it could have been better. I'll give you a constructive opinion. I'll give you that. But if you want me to come in here and be your person that's going to raise pom-poms, I'm not going to do that for you. I'll never be that guy. So pro wrestling, music. You crush your own work. Yes. I don't, you don't listen to this I podcast. I listen to my own podcast. If I don't like <laughs> my shit, what you think I think about yours? <laughs> like, it, it just sounds You weird. don't even know. You don't even watch your shit. No, I have no idea what my stuff looks like. I've never. Video package. Nope. You know, you
1: watch occasionally
2: I'll, when you have to edit your own yeah. shit. Yeah, I'll watch something to make sure that I'll listen to something I've done. Or I'll watch something I did to make sure I didn't fuck something up. Because there's nothing worse than that. Because then people are like, why didn't you catch that? Well, I didn't watch it. They'll be like, what are you doing? But if it, if somebody's like, all right, this is done, it's out there, no errors, nothing, can you watch it? And I'm like, no, I can't, because I'll just tear it apart. Cause I'm just I, that's just how I if I was a wrestler, I could never watch myself work. Ever. I don't think I could be a celebrity. I couldn't like if there were pictures of me placed, I couldn't do that. I couldn't deal with it. What are you going to tell you? That you five foot four? That's like a fact. Nah, man. People say some wild shit on social media, man. People just have it out <laughs> for you. And you, if you tend to slant towards the negative more than the positive, if you get wrapped up in that shit, it can just ruin your day. And I'm that type of person. Like, if I get too much, I've been good at deflecting. But for the most part, if you pay attention to what people think about you, especially when you do things that are shared on a, on a big level, more people going to criticize your shit than congratulate you. Publicly, somewhat you don't take praise very well
1: either. I don't because I don't believe people either. Like, our heroes rock came out, people were like this is a great idea. There was very little criticism, and then like you're still just like, you and E are horrible, but you yeah. guys are still just like, oh, okay, well, maybe you will do good. That, well, maybe the GoFundMe will be all right. Are. Like, oh, it hit
2: this level. We never expected, like, we told you it was good. Nah, it's, it's, <laughs> I can't, I always gotta be fighting up against something, like, I always gotta feel like I'm, I'm never comfortable. Right? Because I always feel like people are lying to you. Because I watch people lie to other people all the time. I always say this, and then we can get into Crown Jewel. When, you have, when people have a kid that sings, and they be like, yeah, you can sing. Well, stop lying to that fucking kid. I'm that person. Don't lie to that kid. What if the kid can sing? If the kid can not sing, that's great. But oh. a lot of people, parents will tell their kid that they can sing or they can dance and send them out in the world and then watch their soul get crushed by other people. I'd rather crush your soul before the rest of the world does because I actually care. So I, I can go to you, son, you're not really a great singer, so maybe, maybe stop trying to hit those high notes. Other people are just like, your fucking kid is terrible. That's how they'll, they'll criticize you. But me, as a caring parent, I'll tell my kid, ah, you probably shouldn't do that dance move. Ah, you probably shouldn't do that style of art. Ah, maybe we should pivot to this. Just my opinion, but I'll give you more care than somebody on the internet will because if they don't like it, they'll be like, that's horrible, and that's all they'll say. It's how I operate. Just cold blooded. Hey, it's a cold world. <laughs> yeah. It's a cold world. People ain't nice in this world, man. You just out
1: here crushing dreams.
2: Hey, like I, Hey, man, I, I'm sorry.
1: I mean, I've seen you give like
2: D minus F grades to pro wrestling yes, shows. I do. And, I, and, I'll, and when I praise something, I get calls from people that's like, damn, man, thank you for praising my match. Because it means something, because you don't do it all the time. I don't. If I say something's good, it's because it's good. That's yeah. what I think. We really don't dwell on the shitty matches, though. necessarily. No, I'll just say it was trash and move on. <laughs> if you ask me, I don't just go out there unsolicited, like just smashing people and dunking on. I'm not that guy either. Like some people, there are plenty of people on the internet that just live to dunk on things. Yes, I'm Pro not that wrestling guy specific. Either. Yeah, I'm just I'm not that guy. Like if I hear if I watch a match and it's and it's good, yeah. But if you ask me, hey, what'd you think of that uh, Dana Brooke match? You really want to know? Yeah, She's it was gotten better. Horrible. No, she hasn't. She is not a she good. She's gotten a tad bit. Look, man, an F2 or F two, F plus ain't good. Dana it's Bro- improvement. Dana Brooke came in with a look, and that's all she had. I I don't know how hard she works, but it ain't that's good hard. But I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen like amazing promos, but on main events, I only watched because of Ricochet when he was on there for a second. <laughs> Him and Cedric had a, a good feud on them, so I watched like three weeks of main event, but. She had the twenty four seven title, and she was like defending it on main event. That's, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be cool," but it, it wasn't.
2: I guess good enough to be on television. There, there are so many people that need the reps, right? Like you need reps, she's getting reps, but she's not improving. So it's like those reps can go to somebody else. Yeah, that's tough because they they have like a Aaliyah on the main roster now, and I don't know what. She I don't even doing. know why she got called up. She wasn't ready. She was never ready. She's been there for eight years. She wasn't ready as long as our podcast. She wasn't ready. And they put it, and you see, she's nowhere to be found on television. Now. She
1: might be on a, this Fatal Six matches.
2: No, on she's Friday. not. Nope. Lacey Evans is on there. She pops up periodically because they, they keep trying with her. Yeah. Right? Because there's something Shotzi's there. Shotzi's in there. What? That's the problem. Better people catch you. That's the thing. When you have somebody like a Shotzi Blackheart and you have a Dana Brooke, and then, because you know, Vince McMahon is a guy who likes his toys, like almost, which we'll talk about in, in Crown Jewel. Yep. He likes him because he's big and tall, and he's a giant, and he's an attraction. However, he doesn't care about his work rate. So when he wrestles, there's nowhere really to go with that talent because what can you really do with him? And I've talked to a few pro wrestlers like they probably either should have sent him the next year or cut him because they didn't. There's no plan for him. And at the end of this match, you go, "There's really no plan for him." He had a good run, did he? He did more than. Honestly, he should have. I don't know what how that means. he was. But then, but like, then. He was paired with AJ Styles for a year. Yeah, but it, it, it wasn't memorable. But the thing is, is then Triple H comes in. And I know he's looking at this situation. like, you really shouldn't be here. You're not ready. Which is crazy, because Tripp signed him. So he sees the potential. Yeah, well, he signed him, but I'm sure Vince was the one that had to go, oh, oh, it's good shit. And then he signed <laughs> him. and it was like, what do you do with him? I don't, I don't think Trips will just only sign small people no, for no, the rest no, of his career. He, but I think he likes people who can work.
3: Yeah, And I, I and
1: think he thought like maybe you're you're very athletic for a big man because you right. play
2: basketball. And then we can figure this we out. We can figure it out, and then now it's just like, well, yeah, well, you see this what is you what got. It is. It's yeah. like you know when you draft a running back in the first round, and yeah. then. He can't hit the hole once he gets to the league. You go, well, shit, it didn't work out. But you saw something. That 4240 just it it don't hit like it it should. It it ain't football speed, right? It's like it's good track speed, but that shit ain't working when you're running your routes. Like it it just don't work. Almost is a guy who's a giant, probably a great person, actually is great, he's a little charismatic, which they showed him in the in the match. However, his work is trash. And it it does him no favors working another big guy because now you have just two big guys lumbering around in the ring. Bumba me. Uh In which, I understand people crush
1: Braun Strowman all the time because he says dumb shit, and uh, he crushes And He said the dumbest shit in his week, which we'll talk yeah, about as well. Yeah, in the past week. But, uh, and he crushes the Indies constantly, which is crazy because that's exactly where he went when he got cut. So it's like, how do you forget already? Like, you crushed him before, then you went there, you needed them, then you come back and you crush him again.
2: Well, because he always felt he was bigger than
1: independent wrestling. Right. But for a big-ass dude, he can work.
2: He's a good worker.
1: In the, in the grand scheme of big-ass men. Yeah. Like he's very athletic, strong. Yeah. I mean
2: good character. It's a good hand. There's 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 a certain level of upside when you're big, right? <coughs> like you can only flip over so many ambulances and trucks before you have to actually wrestle. Yeah. And they figured out like, oh, if we limit him to this kind of a match, it works. You gotta work within the confines of your ability, like a singer. How good of a worker can you be if you're six eleven? I mean, Undertaker's it was a, it became a pretty good Undertaker's worker. the anomaly. Yeah, well, he's an outlier
1: of this chart. Kane
2: wasn't bad either. Kane was not a bad
1: worker. No, Kane was bad until they gave him that character,
2: and they were like, "You can work." Like I mean, slow down, Taker. Diesel. <laughs> like, I mean, look at Diesel. You have to work in the confines of what you are. Yeah. So Diesel was a giant, but you make him do giant, big moves. Right, yeah. Scott Hall wasn't a little guy, either. Scott Hall was like 6'7". Yeah, Scott was like 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, no, no, no. Like- he was, no, Scott was, him and Hogan were, he think he was taller than Hogan. Really? Yes. Tall ass dude. They were, all, they were tall, but they worked within the confines of what they were able to do. And that's what you have to do as a wrestler. And that, that's the problem with, that's, Scott Hall was 6'7. Scott, but he, Diesel's a legit 6'10", 6'11". And the, move, and the way that his moveset worked. It, Kevin it, Nash, a big-ass dude. It, and it worked for what they did. He got he no had, knees now. Kevin Nash probably like 6'7". Yeah, I mean. Too many knee surgeries. Yeah, all them <laughs> knees chopped yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. But you work in the confines of what you do. Some people are just wildly athletic. But it's hard to try to put them into the, the right role, and you can't just be a giant that looks good standing in the ring. You got to be able to do something. Like, almost his ring gear is not even flattering. He's just a big dude.
1: Yeah, I don't know how flattering shit can be when you're seven four. You gotta find. Like, I mean, you can't be the giant you're...
2: Gonzalez, like giant
1: Gonzalez. That would've... was the worst outfit <laughs> in the history of of pro wrestling. But that was
2: that fake was man fur chest. That was the epitome of what Vince McMahon liked. He liked, he liked an attraction because he fake like, abs. No, no, no. I'm just saying he the size of the man was Vince was always the guy that said when you walk into a room, can you grab everybody's attention? And that's what like Diesel and Scott. They were big, gigantic, bigger than life people. He didn't necessarily... That's where sports entertainment came into play. He didn't care how well you worked. But now Triple H comes in and was like, look, the game has changed. We need people that can actually work because people are actually watching the matches. Yeah. If the matches suck, guess what? Some people are turning the shit off. So that's why... And it's weird because the the way the internet is set up, especially with social media, that's why Dave Meltzer's ratings have become a thing. They weren't a thing like 10 years ago. Nobody talked about them. But now you need something to grade it up against. Yeah. And you take somebody's opinion, who was an informed opinion, who has watched more wrestling than probably everybody that we know. Oh yeah. And you go, Can't well. That. And that's the standard, right? And even Melzer, who I've talked to on numerous occasions, Meltzer's like, I don't know why people listen to me. Cause some days I like flippy shit. Some days I like big man shit. I'm a I'm one person with an opinion. But everybody cared about that person's opinion. So to bring this all back for a second, when we talk about me being a harsh grader, Meltzer was a harsh grader. He didn't get five Stars for a long time, a long period of time. It was like one WWE match. And everybody was like, wow, I got to work hard to get to that level because yeah. his opinion mattered. Now he broke his own scale and it's just like, eh, what does it all mean? But still, to this day, people go, what did Meltzer grade the matches? Not what I graded the matches, not what a bunch of other people graded the matches. What did that man's opinion Has mean pro wrestling gotten better? Absolutely. Because I asked I ask this because...
1: We have conversation about, like, before we come in here, basketball, football, yeah. everything. And football is different than it was in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Oh, 100%. Marino's incredible. One of the best quarterbacks ever. Same with Warren Moon. I'm not sure if they're anything compared to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, it's gotten so much more athletic, so much more better. The angles are crazy. The mix with athleticism, like, Patrick Mahomes is probably Steve Young with Dan Marino and, like, a machine. Like, how do you get that? And then Josh Allen is is what they wouldn't allow quarterbacks to be. Right. Like, he's the prototypical wing T quarterback with a cannon arm. Like, shit has changed, right? Everyone's gotten better. So is Meltzer wrong for breaking his scale? Is it possible that everything's just so much better that if he has to compare it to the same scale that it's like, it is better. Like it Will Osprey does a lot of shit that Ricky Steamboat and you know Ric Flair could never do. Is that, so how do I not give him a five star every two days?
2: That, it, that's fair. The, the challenge is just like the NFL. When you take when when people try to compare eras in like football and basketball, when people try to compare people to Jordan, I always tell them this. All right, so yeah, Jordan wasn't hitting threes, but if the game asked him to, he would have been the best three point shooter we've ever seen, right? So, like, in the confines of what Dan Marino had to work with, if you fast forward, if you put him in 2022 with the, the same nutritionist, the same training, the, the same receivers, you think the motherfucker wouldn't have thrown for 6,000 yards? I mean, we see what Tua's doing with, with Tyreek <laughs> Hill
1: and Jayle Waddle. Like,
2: Dan Marino would have had
1: them 250 a game.
2: <laughs> in, a, in a throwing league, you think Jerry Rice wouldn't have probably popped off for 2,200, 2,500 yards? Running?
1: Marino would what to people who
2: was running a 4 eight forty. That's what, this is <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, if, if, you give, if you give these people that, that was, were so exponentially better than other people in a different era, you can't take them as they are and put them in this era. You have to take them as they are and say, well, the game has changed. How would they adapt to that change? And that's where somebody like a Jerry Rice or a Dan Marino or Warren Moon or the perfect example is Cordell Stewart. Yeah, When Slash came into the league, they had no position for him. That's why he was called Slash. Yeah. Imagine Cordell Stewart in this league. Michael Vick playing today could arguably the, be the best quarterback ever. Yeah, well, his accuracy was an issue sometimes.
1: Lamar can't throw from me to you. I, he won an MVP. I know. And Vick is eighteen times faster. I know. But imagine him. He used to take handoffs under center. It still blows my mind. If he just was in the spread constantly
2: with a read option, come on. It, but that's that's like and that's you, like pro wrestling. Yeah, like so if you take a Ricky Steamboat and you say, well, that's what. Well, if you take a um. I mean Mach, a macho man Randy Savage. Yeah. Take that ring psychology and say, Savage, well, look what they're doing now. You think Savage wouldn't have challenged himself to do the, the same things that they were doing? Yeah, he would have been a, a big ass flippity dippity dude. Yeah, Steamboat was the same way. Like yeah. the reason why WrestleMania 3, like And they were big as hell, but super athletic. It's it's like movies, right? Like movies are movies. The story remains the same. But now you have better special effects. So, like, superhero movies are trash in, like, the 80s because the <laughs> effects were garbage. Yes. But the story remains the same. You just got to work within the confines of what you have. Now, today, you have Endgame. Obviously, it's so much better because you can have CGI. But is the story good? And that's what wrestling is. Is the story good? It's the reason why Savage Steamboat stood the test of time. It's the reason why, like, Ric Flair or Terry Funk's fuses stood the test of time. Because the story remains the same. You can do as many moves as you want in the match, What do they all mean? It's the reason why Okada's matches are so good because he doesn't really do flippy shit. No. But everything is done with a purpose, right? And so if you take Okada and you put him 20 years ago, he still would have been working with a purpose. That's what I think is what it means to be great. And that's why when I talk about grading things, I grade things in in the grand scheme of things and not just in the moment because, yeah, the game changes, but people change along with the game. It's why rappers can't, some rappers can't adapt with the time because they're just who they are. But then you look at somebody like Nas, who by the time this podcast comes out, King's Disease 3 will come out. The man's got a whole new life on hip-hop. Yep. Because he found hip-boy and he adapted. And that's what people have to do. Can you adapt? That's, the things, that's what leads to greatness. So almost can't adapt. <laughs> like, no, no,
1: he's a big-ass four dude.
2: He'd have been working Andre the Giant in trash matches. <laughs> <laughs> Andre would have been great. Andre would have been great. He might have done like a top rope dive type shit. Andre the the Giant before WrestleMania 3. No, yeah, he couldn't walk that. Yeah, before the injuries cut him down. The young Dre. Yeah, (laughs) the young version of him, like, Jesus Christ. Many women and drank many beers. All them stories that I heard about him, Jesus. Insane. All right, let's jump right
1: into the WWE crown jewel. We'll start talking about all the pro wrestling that happened in the past week. Pay-per-view goes first, obviously. We didn't even give our grade for this. I think this is a good C
2: show. Yeah, yeah, it was... Um, I'd probably say... I'd probably give it actually a C plus. It's around there. Because when I, the more I look at it, I hate the concept
1: of these two Saudi shows. Right. Removing the political aspects and right. going to Saudi and shit. But they put them th- tag in the middle of a WWE schedule. Yeah. So it's not like it's one of the pay-per-views you're building up towards, and it's just a normal, like, yo, we're gonna house this in Saudi. It's like, no, we had a normal pay-per-view. We know Survivor Series is two weeks away. Nope. When do they want it? Drop. And it's just like so much stuff before goes into building it, and then after so much is fucked up going into the next pay-per-view because you don't got time. That it's it's just weird to me. We'll talk about the main event, yeah. but that's case in point. A man has two titles. It's already holding up your entire company, for better or worse. I mean, I think he's great. But it's holding up the rest of your company. We see the domino effect, we'll talk about when we get to raw. Yeah. But then when he does defend it, like, oh, they want to see him defend it against a YouTuber who's amazing. Yep. But he's a YouTuber. It furthers nothing.
2: No. It, you have to at a certain point you gotta suspend your belief in like things that work, and we'll get to that, but as a whole, like, I think they've tried to figure out a way to make, because remember, Crown Jewel was a completely bizarre world. It had no effect on anything. No, It was yeah. like a, <laughs> a true glorified house show that yep. Raw would happen the next day, and nothing that happened on Crown Jewel had any consequence. Now, they've like, well, shit, people are watching it, so we should probably tell some stories. For better or worse, that's what they've they've done, and yeah, some monkey wrenches get thrown in, but then If you're playing far out ahead, you can go, all right, well, we can kind of have the blow off with Bianca and Bailey here with the last woman standing match, which turned out to be an excellent match. Yes. But now you have pay-per-view two weeks from now. So it can't be a blow off. Well, you have to make what you have to make what you would put on TV. You have to find a way to make it work. That's that's just kind of what it is. They found a way to make it work. Like, this wasn't a bad show at all. It, it was an enjoyable show. It wasn't, like, the greatest show yeah. I've ever seen, but... I just don't know, fundamentally, if I could ever give one of these shows an A. Because, like, oh, I, I
1: just think it's, like... It, it's it's, it's, gonna be it's weird. Yeah. It's, like, constructed poorly. Yeah. Just for that. Um, we'll start with Brock Lesnar, Bobby
2: Lashley. This didn't go how I expected it to go. Six minutes. Yeah, Their interest is longer than match. Yes, Remember I is. said that? I was wondering, and I was thinking, maybe this would go 12, maybe Bro- Brock Lesnar dialed in. He didn't dial it in, but the real question was... I didn't expect a storytelling match. They went out there and tried to tell a story of Brock being compromised because of his leg and Bobby attacking him, and then Brock wins. And I was like, that was really lackluster. And then Bobby beats the shit out of him. It was kind of like a double-turn style match because now Brock is kind of like babyface. Very strange because Bobby's been so over and very good in his role. To turn him heel now is very strange to me.
1: One, I I feel like... They're going through a shuffle of baby faces and heels, and a guy like Bobby Lashley, as over as he was as a baby face, just always works better as a heel to me.
2: Yeah, just but turning him. The question is, is this the right way to turn him heel? That's the question. Because it's like it's Brock. It's a guy who's not going to be here in three weeks. So it's like, what's the point of doing this? And, it's and the then nature the nature part- of the pay per view is <laughs> going through a similar issue right now where they're not like clearly defining their faces and heels. Yeah, And when you do that, it leads to a lot of confusion because fans want to know who to cheer for. They don't necessarily be, need to be explicitly told who's the good guy and the bad guy. But when you tell these very confusing stories, because what happens the next night on Raw makes it even more confusing. Oh, I it, think that makes sense. We'll talk about it. It makes sense if this didn't happen. But, that, but that's the problem. Like, <laughs> yes. you watch this, you watch this, and you're like, well... Why what, did that happen? What, yeah, what am I... Who's... Like, I want to know. Like, when I'm watching the movie, you know who the protagonist is. You're yeah. like, all right, that's the good guy. Yeah. Or if you're, like, watching Breaking Bad, and you're like, oh, I'm watching Walter White descending into madness, I know what I'm watching. Yep. Here, I was like, wait a second. I know when people love Brock, but Bobby's been in Babyface too. What are what we... What's the story we're trying to
1: tell and here? And I get, like... So what lost me, since we're talking about this match in particular, Bobby going... He dominated the entire match. Yes. All the offense. Brock rolls him up after being in the hurt lock. Can't break it, but rolls him over. One, two, three, gets the win. Steals the win. Then, like you said, Bobby beats the hell out of him. But Bobby's gripe was never really with Brock. I guess Brock jumped him, but that's a heel thing to do. Brock jumped Bobby. Right. So, Bobby's the baby face. But immediately after, Seth, who is also a heel, comes out because it's an open challenge beats Bobby for the title. Bobby screwed over. Two heels did that. So now Bobby, I guess, snaps. He's the shit out of the heels.
2: But then you kind of want to cheer that. Exactly. That doesn't make him a heel. That makes them get their comeuppance. Right. And you got to remember, like, Brock's beef with Bobby is because Bobby beat Brock. But why did that happen? It really didn't have anything to do with Bobby. It did no. to do with Roman. Yep. And, and Heyman. So it's like you're, you're telling this very complicated story now that I'm like trying to follow along, and I'm still like, so I'm I'm supposed to boo him, and then they went back to Rollins. Now, if Rollins was just <laughs> a completely
1: innocent bystander, and he was just like, "Yo, I just hit. I'm opportunist. What can I do?" And it's Bobby and Brock, and if Brock was around all the time, and you could be like, "Okay, Brock screwed Bobby," and you go back and yeah, forth with
2: them, sure, sure. But then you go back to Seth. Yeah, it's very. It's just like it's very confusing. I don't, I don't get it. It's, it was I, very I, weird. I like that Bobby dominated this match. I, I like that they made him look strong. Eating the pin didn't necessarily bother me, but now it makes me think, oh, you're about to 50-50 book this, and that's what I don't like. I don't want to see Brock win. <sighs> it does nothing for Bobby. No, no, Bobby got to win the next one. He, but that's... Whatever like, it may happen. Maybe I that's their mania match. But I, I, don't, ugh, I don't know if we want to drag it out that long. The reason why I say that is I've seen it twice already. Save something for Mania. I don't know if they're going to wait that long.
1: I just don't know how much Brock is going to work. So it can't be too tough, right? Like, if he comes back at Rumble and Bobby eliminates him or he eliminates Bobby, then you get the home stretch. It's, po- it's very possible they could be thinking that. And if they go that route... It's crazy. We're only four months away, by the way. Yeah. It seems so long, but it's only four
2: months. Well, five. Um,
1: We're almost through November.
2: Yeah. it's so still five months. Okay. But... Regardless, it's, they just got to keep Bobby doing something while they wait for Brock to turn back up. And the, the way they did this is like, so is now Bobby going to work as a heel on TV weekly? I don't know. I guess so. Maybe we get the Hurt Business back. Nah. Well, they, I mean, they never should have broke him up to begin At with. At all. Which was absolutely trash. I tragic. think it'll still work. Cedric has nothing to do. Shelton. No, he just up. got nerfed. Yeah. So Shelton's Shelton. been cutting good promos, but that doesn't. It just got it. There was no reason ever to disband those boys. And now it's like, now they're a bunch of men without islands. And then they, you know, MVPs were almost, but not really because MVP didn't make the trip because of his religious beliefs, whatever. Yeah. That match, it, the match was the match. And I wasn't terribly impressed. I like that Bobby, I like that they didn't make Bobby look like a goof and just get nerfed. No. So, whatever. Damage control defeats Alexa Bliss and Oscar, wins back the women's tag team title. Don't understand this at all. Hot potato. I don't understand it. I don't mind a hot potato when it, if you move a title around, if it makes sense, but what what were you telling me here? I don't know. That it was all
1: momentum and like, oh, they're back. So they they came back and kind of caught damage control by surprise, but then now they're not because damage control is like, you know what? How do we get our belts back? We add another member. Nikki Cross comes out, hits Alexa
2: Bliss, and now damage control is a four-person state. And so this is confusing because. The Alexa Bliss-Oscar pairing still doesn't work for me. It Like, it never has worked for me, right? It was like, all right, well, they're here, and they got Bianca's got to have somebody to have her back. So it's those two. And it's like, all right, well, that's cool. And then they have, they're going back and forth with these tag team titles, but it's like none of them are really tag teams. But at least EO and Dakota showed up as a tag team. They are a tag team. Man. Right. Yeah. You know, they, was, they yeah. at least they showed up. Alexa and Asuka just became a tag team. <laughs> so this match is happening, and I'm watching, and I'm going, all right. Match is fine. And then it's, it started to pepper out towards the end. It looked like everybody got tired. <laughs> like, it, like it was like, like it wasn't like C level Kane at this point. It was like <laughs> the altitude got them and they were peppered out. And then Nikki comes out, hits the finish. And I was like, I didn't need this on this show.
1: No. They could have done
2: this on Raw.
1: But you don't need this show. But when you have it, you're like, well, fuck, I got to do something yeah, sure, on I this guess. show. So it could have been on Raw. It, it would have been. been fine. We'll talk about Raw in a Drew Mack, Karrion Cross, steel cage match. Match didn't bother me. Just a feud is just like, I like Drew won. Scarlett kind of costing Karrion by trying to cheat and help him. Keeps Karrion like strong enough. But I, I think it's just time to move them away from each other.
2: This was a bad feud. It wasn't a bad match. No, no, no. I'm saying it was a it's bad a, feud. Yeah. It, it, was, it, it felt weird. Because Drew McIntyre is bulletproof. What we've come to realize is that. They, they, they'll put him in there and it's like, oh, this will make Cross look good. But at the end of the day, like, Drew's like a guy who never gets pinned clean. Yeah. If you like pay attention, beat Brock. Like, he's beaten everybody and he never gets pinned clean. So in this match, it wasn't offensive. That's the only compliment I can give it. It kind of took up too much of my time. But it wasn't an offensive match. Like, I wasn't offended by what I was watching. I was just like, why is this happening? And, <laughs> and Cross not winning, I was like, why did we even put him in this feud? Because you got a new guy who showed up and you know put the hourglass with Roman. Where'd the hourglass go? By the way, I guess he just gave up on that.
1: No, he just puts it out when
2: it's originally time to start. the sport. Well, I don't know what time it is anymore because you keep losing. But you have this match, and I felt like when they put Cross into it's this the first feud, time he lost. I think he beat him the first two times. Did he beat him in the strap match. Yeah. Oh yeah, he cheated. Yeah. Okay, I need him to win clean at some point. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say he had two up on him and he, he lost. It, he feels like the a loser one. to me. Like he feels like a loser. Cause, oh, because after that it was a car accident shit. Yeah. But Drew was like the heel and it's like, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, Drew hit him.
2: But if you're gonna make Cross a strong talent, he needs to win. He doesn't need Scarlett to cheat for him. The worst part about this match is we all know how pepper spray works, right? Yeah. You spray the area, everybody's going down. Everyone, for whatever reason, she sprays it, and only one person is affected by this. Not even the ref is selling this shit. <laughs> you, because we've been being a veteran, Everyone
1: who has gone to a public school has been pepper sprayed at least two or three times. And you're in like,
2: one. oh, milk in the eyes, and you're running and you're gagging. Oh, God. She sprays this fool, and she's not affected. He's affected for like a second. The ref's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, yo, this is such a she bad seller. That right off. Yeah, it's pepper spray, and then we do the old, you know, uh, what was that uh, the Hogan, uh, Mr. Wonderful yeah, finish, the lock, the which thing. is like,
1: there's only so many ways you can win a steel cage match. Honestly, like everything's been done. It,
2: it's just so weird. Like you couldn't crawl out the cage fast enough. It was just, it was just a lot that was going through my head for the finish of this match, and That's I was like, every cage, it, but it just made Cross not look strong. So now he comes back, and well, you couldn't beat Drew. So where is your place in the pecking order? I don't know. We beat them twice, but yeah, losing the last one is kind of like sour taste in your mouth. Yeah, right? I just I I didn't enjoy then, this feud and I just didn't enjoy what they were doing. I there.
1: will give them credit. For a long time, they started booking uh cage matches to win by pin or submission, and yeah. it bothered the hell out of me. Well, yeah. Like
2: don't let's get let's stick with the escaping angle of things. Well, the cage needs to mean something. Yeah. They didn't under Vince at that. You the cage used to mean. Oh, we got to put a cage around you so no outside interference. And there's no escape. You yeah. have to escape to it. Right? Then they were like, well, you can pin him in the cage. I was like, well, what, what the fuck? Is What's the wrestling for? match for? <laughs> like, what are we doing? So... It's normalized wrestling Yeah, so now if the cage is going to be the cage, and I, I, I keep saying this, I miss the blue cage, the old school Love blue, blue cage. cage. I hate the red Hell in the Cell. No, we'll never see that again. But the blue cage, it felt... Hopefully not. Like, Hell in the Cell should look like a fence. Yeah. A steel cage match should look like that old school blue cage. Well, the purpose is... Who can escape first? With the dumb big holes, like the squares were crazy big. Yeah, they were. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. This this it did nothing for Drew because Drew's Drew, but it, it hurt Cross more than it helped. Yeah, I, he's just back at square one. Yeah, and they, I don't they, know if it hurt him, but it did nothing. They for They also him. need to shave his head. It I, looked better shaved. It, and and his interest ain't hitting on. Look more menacing. His interest was much. It looked better in NXT. You got to like, figure it out. It was smaller, and the camera yeah. angles were tidal, tighter. Tighter. This the is so long far away. Walk,
1: like, made him
2: rush through it. Yeah. Because you man. know, like Scarlett's doing the and this, there, and you could you could feel cross like running. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta ah, I gotta and then the, the <laughs> chest thumping thing, and like trying to do it on beat. I'm like, just stop. Yeah, I'm all right. And then Judgment Day,
1: Finn Priest, Dominic versus the OC. Rhea Ripley helps them win here again. Finn hasn't lost
2: a match, by the way, in like eight you know, it only I only care about that if commissary starts acknowledging it. Because if you're not acknowledging it, it's kind of by accident, <laughs> okay. right? And it's like, oh wait, he hasn't lost for eight months. And then some, like it was like Undertaker with WrestleMania, like one day. If you ever watched the, seen the documentary, yeah. the preachers like, you know, the Undertaker's never lost at WrestleMania, <laughs> and they're like, oh for real? And then it's like, we should make that a thing, and then it made it a thing. It, it wasn't supposed to happen. If Finn has been undefeated for eight months, somebody's got to acknowledge this, and then we got to roll with it. Yeah. But this match was... It was fine. I I don't know about AJ with Gallows and Anderson. Because... It's fine when it's not... I, I don't know
1: what we want of him at this point. He's like 45, he's 46. He's just putting other people over.
2: Well, it's not even, it's not necessarily that. Because... They can't always work six-man tags, right? No. Gotta put them in the tag division. But the belts are preoccupied on one show. Which I'm fine with, but just have a feud as a tag team. I just it's weird that the bullet club, for all intents and purposes, is dead. Yeah. And every promotion. Every promotions bullet club is like dead. And they keep it's fine for Michael Cole to reference it, which will pop out of me because he went through the whole New Japan history and I yep. was like. Vince was out at home losing his fucking mind. Because he was like, I ain't drunk. See the photo to-. of Vince at dinner? Yes. He looks like he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's been looking like that for like 13 Very years. Very get that burn easy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who's carrying him. 100%. The marionette, like, playing yeah. the <laughs> But the match itself, like, when they keep doing the two swings, like, can y'all stop? Like, Bullet Club is not, like, a thing anymore because it's been bastardized to hell because every promotion, like, acknowledges it, but yeah. not, it does not have the force that it once had. But, like, the OC in this match, I was like, this is cool. And, the you know, Judgment Day wins, which they I, I feel like to be a strong faction, you need to win. You need to keep rolling. Again, wasn't offensive. It was fine. It was yeah. fine. Braun versus Omos. This is fine it. for a big man match. It was cool. Almost got some offense. He has yeah. a couple moves. And he talked some shit. And then it ended. And then Braun Strowman went on Twitter and acted like it was the best thing that ever happened since sliced bread. Then he went and just destroyed Little guys who do athletic moves. No one was even talking about the it's little like, guys. like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, come on, man. You had a decent match with a big dude that has limitations. Yeah. And that's cool. And you did it in Saudi because Saudi likes big guys with limitations. It's like 47 stars. Like, sir, no one was picking on your match. No, it's like, leave it alone. But that's somebody who's very insecure. That's exactly what. It is. And he's insecure because he hates that he can't do all the flippy shit. Yeah. Sorry. You had a decent match. Go home. Get off of Twitter. Like, just... Enjoy yourself. Yeah. High five almost, say thank you. Due to our limitations, we managed to make a decent match. Because there's big guy matches that are terrible. This was not that. This was not that. This was fine. Glad His attitude fucked it up. Yeah, I'm glad so. But Braun's attitude's been trashed forever. Like, that. And by all accounts,
1: people in the back kind of like him. So he has to be, like, a nice guy
2: sooner or later. I've heard mixed stories about him. Yeah, like... I've heard stories about Bron used to be a likable guy. Uh-huh. And then when he started rocketing him up the card, he started s- smelling himself. That makes sense. And, you know, people were like, ah, we got to bring him down a bit. Yeah. And I mean, Bron- and I mean, also- he got cut. He did get released. So, like, but- should you not be humble? <sighs> he said, fuck that. Yeah, he didn't care <laughs> because he felt like he deserved more. And to be honest, he should have been champion early. Sure. They, had- they had that man on, he was on the up hot. Right and when they, they could have put the belt on him, and they did, and he took, he, I know he took offense to it, and now he's, like, attacking everybody. And It's like, dude, relax. Chill. Adam sure, We don't need you to do five-star. Match. Nah, man. No we, one's asking. For nobody's asking that of you. So, it's very weird. The Usos versus the Brawling Brutes. This was very good. It's too short. It was, but but the Usos, look, man, I'll be the first one to say it. I was like, yeah, man, the Usos are not good as the Bucks. Stop, 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 stop. I need to see this match. (laughs) Sooner or later. It gotta have. The Usos have, they've worked with what they had. And that's always been my biggest problem is because Vince hated tag team wrestling, so they never had anybody really to work with but the New Day. And they worked some tremendous matches together. But outside of that, they never had an opportunity to work with great tag teams. Now they kind of are. And even though Dunn and Holland aren't like this a great tag team, the Usos just, they make everything work. Yeah. And... And
1: Dunn and Holland are actually growing into a pretty good tag team. Yeah. And Ridge Holland, I don't know why the fuck they had him do that stupid shit to Big E last year because he wasn't ready, but he has gotten better. He has gotten better. So it's like if you let people actually have matches, grow, Yeah. now he can do like better moves and everything. Like they,
2: I don't know, Vince was on his shit. The only thing that kind of hurt this match is that you knew like you really knew there was no way the Usos were lo- losing because no. they already told you they're wrestling the New Day on SmackDown, so you knew it. But outside of the match, that this match was very enjoyable. I, I like this match. The Usos are just they're just good, man. Jimmy and Jay are just really. And they good deserve to they break do. the record on SmackDown, and there's yeah. only one way to break the record. I don't know if they'll break it. Sammy could fuck it up and start leading the- to the- like sooner. They gotta get. They gotta find a way to break oh, them dude, up. There's allegedly an injury, right in this match. So Sammy might have to step in. That's what I'm saying. Oh. They 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 can find a way to start the split because they're gonna have to start it. Not necessarily. Sammy soon. takes the pin and they lose their belts. Roman's gonna be hot, or he plays like he's not hot. And, and they, I mean, it's either here or at the Royal Rumble where this thing begins. Sammy eliminates somebody by accident, something <laughs> like that. Like it has to be innocent enough so you can play babyface, and and bad enough. So the bloodline can really move into their heel roles. And the one guy, it ain't going to be Jimmy. It ain't going to be Jay. It ain't going to be Roman. It's going to be Solo. Solo's going to be the one that fires the first shot. Because he's played it straight the entire time. He's never picked a side. He'll be the one that destroys Sammy at some point. But that's, we'll get there. But right now, Usos are just doing some fantastic work. Great. And then Bianca, Bailey. This was great, man. I hate last man standing matches. You know why this worked? Because it's the last woman standing match. Well, They're better at it. the reason why this match worked for me is because they didn't do too many count spots. Yeah, like they never really slowed it down. Even the gimmicky shit in it was fun. Like I thought, yo, I thought Beyonce was gonna kill Bailey on the golf
1: cart. Golf carts are the best thing in pro wrestling. Like since like 2020 and on, AEW like found great ways to do golf cart shit. Sammy Rivera is like scarred for life yes. if he ever sees a golf cart. Like they found a great way. It's it's fun especially when you're moving
2: around the entire arena. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it works. I mean, this was great because it was physical, it was athletic. Bailey's she continues to get much much better. Every time I see her she's better. Her and Becky Lynch have improved so much as wrestlers. Yep. And this this match just had everything. She had a creative finish with the ladder. Um it was one one person that hit me. It was like, "Yo, shouldn't they have counted Bailey when she tripped?" Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you're right. But they were really worried that she got hurt. Yeah. And The audible that she called will real, real quick to bring Bianca, I was like, that's brilliant great. shit. This is a great, great women's match. I enjoyed it a lot. And Bianca's still champion. Yeah. She's, she's bulletproof right now. And then Roman versus Logan Paul. In a vacuum. Fantastic. Phenomenal match. Like, in, a, if I had no idea who these two human beings were and I turned on this, that Buckshot Larry was something else. Sorry, hey, man. Hangman, you got a tremendous buckshot lariat. But the way that Logan hits it. And he sprung up. It, and, he, and he pops off and he, he like levels Roman with that yeah. shit. You know, and Halfway across the ring. His athleticism is... It's, it's off the charts. But I keep saying this about the Paul brothers. yeah. When yeah. they sink their teeth into something, they don't go there to just get a bag. They go there to be really good that at it. That work ethic is, is
1: next level. You say whatever the hell you want about both of them. The work ethic's next level. And they're pretty damn good athletes. Yeah, like, dude. So they're, they're becoming, in their respective sports, the, the epitome of that gift with the scale. Like, fuck around, find out.
2: Because if you put them somewhere, you think they ain't going to do something? This Like, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. This match was, it was good. It was good. Now, outside of a vacuum, it creates a problem. Outside of a vacuum, you go, well, Roman's, like, crushed a lot of people. And you mean to tell me that a YouTube guy pushes them to the limit? No, weird. I the the thing I hated about the build to this match, was I thought was entirely unnecessary. They they didn't need it. Talking about this Logan Paul punch bothered me. I was like, what are we talking about? If he hits you where well, he ended, didn't end Floyd, didn't end KSI. Why would it end a guy who's twice his size? Yeah, I don't know. Like Floyd, he didn't he was never in trouble against Logan Paul. They said he wobbled him. <laughs> Stop telling these lies. <laughs> if they got rid of that aspect, this would have been a perfect little build and Roman underestimating Logan. Great story to tell. That that was dumb. But the, the frog splash under the tables with the... the like, This man was creating content wow. for his YouTube channel, for his Instagram and social media and TikTok while working at WWE. He was getting two bags at once. That shit went insane on TikTok. Man, Insane. Man. I think in total,
1: it has 50 million views on TikTok That's nuts. Or through through
2: other like all the pages collectively. And and he got paid and then he paid for it because he tore all
1: his shit. Everything. Which, if it happened in the middle of a match, he was doing all this shit on one leg. Which is even crazy. Yeah, it, it's nuts. The but- dive on the outside after Jake came and threw some of the worst work punches in the history oh. of work punches. Yo, Sean Ross <laughs> Shout
2: out to Sean Rossap just said if you thought he he like Anderson Silva took a dive and he was doing work punches, watch this match because that's a work punch. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he, he was like throwing shoulder in his punch and then the fist. It was it was weird. I was like, it what was is Very. And odd. then Usos had to be like they had to sell it, and I was like, I know they were Solo, like Sokoa came out, but then they just kind of had to stare down and they were like, there's a lot of confusion, and it was just like there was they were real like Jake doesn't know what the fuck to do. No, all and right. then
1: Logan was like, all right, let me hit this dive that looked incredible because it was like
2: so high up again. Guy looked like he was on Springs. And, and, like, he's been doing this
1: forever, but he
2: hasn't. I can't, I can't emphasize enough, to me, how special it had to be to see two kids that, were you know, grew up in Ohio and did their thing to be in a main event of a WWE event, in Saudi Arabia, getting bags together. Like, again, you can call them what you want, but they did this together. Yeah. It's not like they grew up with, like, millions of dollars in their pockets. They worked hard to get here. In that moment, when I'm watching Logan go up and, like, Jake's looking at him, he has a look like, that's my brother. Yep. That's my brother. That's fucking crazy. The fucker's good. Yeah, he's like, I'm good. He's good. Like, look look at us. They, they're the epitome <laughs> of the Paul Rudd look at us. It, and it, and it, the match was great. Like, I was, I thought, I always thought it was going to be a fun match. I didn't hate it when they announced it. I was like, I actually like this idea. And Logan caress wrestle. Like, honestly, yeah. if you want to be a wrestler,
1: you can wrestle for the next 10 years. You don't. He's, he's honestly in ring, what people always wish The Miz was. Or D- Dominic was through. I mean, yeah, Dominic. <laughs> that's like second generation. You should be way better. Fuck it. But like, in terms of like celebrity, like where you'd be like, oh, no, they could actually turn like to a real wrestler. Like The Miz did it. Like The Miz was like, yeah, this guys from the real world. What the fuck? But his promo work has always been great. The in-ring, it's always been like, eh, Logan's that. Yeah. Where the promos will probably catch up because the man talks every day and he understands. Like, I have no problem with him cutting promos. But, in-ring? I was like, fuck. They wouldn't have give given the Miz half the shit he got through his career if he could work like that.
2: Nah, that man, this that that man can work. So two questions. How long do you think Logan's out for? Nine, nine months. So he'll miss WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm. Sucks. He'll mm. he'll miss WrestleMania. It'll be real tight to put him in there. No, but you can shoehorn him in a different role. Yeah, no, but you want him because here's here's what I like to see. You want to you want to print money? Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. I don't know how it would work. It might be an absolute car accident because neither of them could be the ring general. Yeah. But put them in a tag team match across from each other and then just let them do wild shit because WWE loves headlines. I, I think bloodline should still be a thing by next summer. I think SummerSlam, yes. you got to get Jake Paul, Logan Paul versus the Oh, you got to teach Jake how to wrestle. And I don't know if Jake's got time for that with his boxing career.
1: It'd be all right. You don't gotta wrestle that much, Logan. Carry it. Who's supposed to carry? Because you know you, you know, only need
2: 12, 15 minutes. I know, but you know they're not gonna want to risk him getting hurt if he's got a fight coming up. Yeah, you only need so many spots. But, but there's a, Logan Paul and Bad Bunny, have now become two celebrities who have figured out how to be, like raise a bunch of eyebrows. Bad Bunny's like, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, he's also, and I know,
2: athlete. I know, like the whole WWE's like, fuck, like we had to do this in Saudi Arabia, we couldn't do this at WrestleMania. Like the headlines it would have garnered in L. A. to have Logan Paul at WrestleMania doing this shit? Yeah, it would be crazy. But Saudi money, Saudi money, take that blood money. <laughs> <laughs> but people would have had a aneurysm. They would
1: be like, oh my god, he didn't deserve a main event what? at WrestleMania. I'm not even saying Pope working never
2: main event. I know I'm like, not even saying working Roman. I'm just saying the fact that he oh, could have yeah, been yeah. working a match like anybody. Well, I'm sure they didn't
1: foresee him getting injured. Of course. And so. they were like, yo, do this, do Rumble, do Mania. We're straight. And then now it's like
2: it sucks, but.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. Bring him in, do commentary or some shit. Have someone slap him. Set up the feud for Summerslam. Mm. Like, just just put him out there. And you can find a role for Logan Paul
2: during WrestleMania just to have him around. I also thought it was comical how emotional Roman was after winning. <laughs> Paul Heyman had like the belt and like Roman's like he's like puts his head on the belt and he looks <laughs> up and I'm like, dog, you fucking wrestle Brock Lesnar like you're. Really, <laughs> what are we doing here? But. It's fine. It's oh, bizarre World. This YouTuber almost got me. Yeah. It's the ones that you don't see coming. <laughs>
1: uh, let's hit the break, come back, and then we'll dive into, like, the weekly wrestling portion before we get out of here. So we'll talk the latest Raw, the latest Dynamite, and get everyone kind of prepared for this weekend's Friday cards, and then we'll be good until we roll in next week with two paper. Ooh, full gear prediction. Yes, so that's going to be one hell of a thing next week, but let's give people the weekly build. So don't go anywhere. Be right back talking Raw and Dynamite. All right. Just that quick, we are back. Dre, let's start with Raw because we just did WWE. So we had Crown Jewel. Shook shit up. Into Raw, which to me, this was Triple H saying, "You know what? I'm done. Damn near everything in the Vince era, outside of bloodline. Everything else, gotta go. This is the last
2: day for that shit. Hard reset." See, I don't know if it was that. This was the the worst the worst Raw since Triple H took over. It wasn't a good Raw. No, it was. um, And there are some things that that Triple H has put in that aren't working. That the the honeymoon is over, phase is over, That now that Triple okay. H has arrived. So... What's not working? He put uh, in, the Gargano uh, Miz stuff is not working. Oh, okay. The Gargano, that's his stuff. And it, it's just not working at all. Uh, and it's it's dragged on a long time with Dexter Loomis. I was like, we need to get to the end of this. Yeah. Where's Shampa, by the way? Got hurt. How long is he hurt for? I don't know. I didn't know the severity of it. I hmm. just knew he was hurt. So, so that... That, like every time I see it, I was just like, it's Gar- like Gargano's trying to be funny, but it's not really like the funny guy, like that kind of funny. Yeah. And he loses to Miz and Dexter Lewis, and Like He you know. should lose. That's
1: Gargano. Yeah. He but, loses a lot till you feel bad for him. Then he becomes the biggest baby.
2: Yeah. It just, I don't know. This whole program with the Miz isn't working at all for me. It's um, time to. Survivor yeah, Series could be that. Yeah. um, But, you know. Nikki Cross beating Daniel Burke and trash in the twenty four seven title. Oh, that poppy. <laughs> like I was like, "Thank God!" Did you catch it really- that she missed the trash
1: can? I didn't even look. The I just- belt. She tried to throw the belt in the trash can, completely missed. And she was just like, "Fuck it." Yeah, well done. <laughs> so um, that that's a wrap. Um, the new day cut one hell of a promo.
2: So here is my problem with this. This was excellent. Yes, New Day's Uso, so much history. Woods basically going off, and part of this promo was stuff that I've talked to those guys about. Just text messages about, especially with E, about how they it never was supposed to work, and they end up being the best tag team champions of all time, right? And it goes into this promo, and it's very serious, right? And the Uso's like, if we didn't forfeit that match, there would have been no Kofi Man. I'm like, yo, this is so good. And then Riddle comes out. And I'm like, they just ruined a perfectly good segment. You want to hit my bong? And I'm like, man, look, I like Riddle. First of all, I don't even know what's going on with Riddle. Riddle's, like, kind of he been... beat Seth, won that feud. And just... And Seth skyrocketed. And Riddle's just, like, the fuck? Yeah, so I hated that he was inserted in this promo because it had such a good edge to it. Yep. Woods, and, like, even Kofi's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, you ain't gonna disrespect us like that. I thought it was so good to build in the SmackDown, and then they had to do this nonsensical six-way tag, which I was like, I hate when WWE does this. Just save it for SmackDown. I don't need a six-man tag because what is this doing for anybody? It didn't do much. Like, just give me the match on Friday. That's it. Give me the promo, leave, have somebody else wrestle. Or have Solo and Riddle wrestle. I would have been fine with that. Just those two together. I, I, I hated how they... They had a perfectly good promo. It was really good stuff. The worst thing about Ron. this is a Triple H creation, Baron Corbin, JBL, Man, why are JBL suits so big? Why is this man ain't buying suits since
1: 1998. He looking like Minnesota Timberwolves Kevin Garnett.
2: I will say that JBL trashing, like like he like the way he trashes is sometimes is pretty funny. <laughs> I don't. It, I don't know if it rubs off on Corbin as a character. It, that's the problem. It does not fit. It does. It don't work. So it's like watching Corbin and who did he wear? Cedric this week? Yeah, Nerf Cedric. And I was like. Oh, well, hey, Cedric. I haven't seen you in a while. I guess you're going to lose the Corbin. And then I'm watching this match. And I'm like, what are we doing with Corbin now? It's one of those things that sounded better on paper, and then they're putting it in practice. And I know this, and they're sitting there going like, yeah. just like the Gargano Miz thing. Yeah. This probably ain't working. No. Now, if they're smart, they'll ditch it sooner than later. But knowing how the WWE works, sometimes they just hang on shit for a little too long. Yeah, because they, they always think, like, it could break. Yeah, well, we can figure it out. Eventually yeah. it'll break. Sometimes it just doesn't. And I feel like this Baron Corbin thing with country as JBL. It's just not. Like, Corbin's not country. It, no, it doesn't fit any it of his characters. It don't fit. The music don't fit. The ring nah. gear don't fit. It just don't fit. At all. And then the OC comes out.
1: All right. So we're going with them. Judgment Day still. And run it back. This time, they get back backup. Me and him, Tims, came out in the constructs. She had the, the camo pants, old-school NXT Mia Yim shows up to help the OC. They stand tall because she neutralizes Iria <laughs> for a night, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I'm glad Mia's back. I'm still saying now SmackDown needs women talent. Yes. Not Raw. So, like, you put on Raw to help them. What happens after that's done? Thank you. There's, She's not a part of the OC.
2: There's an expiration date on this. Right? Yeah, it's so. like she shows up and it's like, all right, you're going to work Rhea. But there's no way if you're going to end up working Rhea, you're going to beat her. No. There's like no way. Her and Bianca had a walk pass. And it was like you, like you know, we know what's coming. Like we know where we're going. We, we think we know. I think they're still tinkering with the idea of what they're going to do with Rhea come WrestleMania season. So, yeah, have them cross paths. Because if you heat them up both at the right time, it's a big WrestleMania match. Oh, yeah. If you're ready to get the belt off Bianca, or if you're not, regardless, it's a big match. But if they're not ready, they can move her in different ways. is that girl. Like, she, she has been for a while. I just always thought she was a better heel. I said that when they turned her baby face, I didn't like it never that. Never works. But me, the Mia Yim thing is just like, well, we just watered down this whole seat a little bit more, didn't we? Because she doesn't even fit with them. No. It's, Mia is, she should be on SmackDown. Yep. Working the other women. I Developing her own character. Her and Zia Lee are those two people that I look at, and I was like, man, I don't know if this is the right company for you sometimes. Yeah. I'm not sure if they... At least they let Mia now...
1: Reckoning was atrocious when she was in... God, with T-Bar and Mace. But at least now they're letting her kind of be herself back to that character, and we'll see. see. But it didn't really work in NXT. No,
2: no, Mia's, Mia's a good wrestler. She's a good worker. She's got a good look to her. But you don't need to pair with some dudes... No. To neutralize somebody who you know is going to beat her. Yeah. Just let her let her wrestle and give her some momentum. It's weird. Elias versus Otis. No thanks. I mean, Elias back. I don't care. There's nothing for him to do. No. Nah. Elias should be a baby, baby. Ever. No. Ever. The best thing he does, take his guitar, rip the audience. Yes. Now he's not doing that, so it's why.
1: It's all I want. Theory, talk shit to Selton Benjamin. Benjamin cuts my elbow.
2: Whatever. Him, Austin Theory. I think that's the end of Theory for the night. Sure isn't. Uh, Ms. Gargano. Unnecessary. Yeah, Not even unnecessary. It's just it's dragged on too long. It's all right. right. It's just time to end it. Yeah. And then we get to Seth Rollins. Open challenge.
1: Never Boy, gets an answered.
2: This is such a convoluted way to try. To, whatever they were trying. Somebody walked in the room and was like, all right, so we need to figure out how to get this person here, yep. this person here, this person here, in that briefcase off of Theory. And they were like, well, can we do it in 15 minutes? Sure. And they came up with this. And it works if Seth
1: is a champion. If he's WWE champion. Yeah. If he's universal champion. If you have a belt on each show. Because, yes, the United States Championship is the A belt on Raw. It has been since Tripp showed up and made it feel special. Lashley made it feel great. Seth is a great person to carry that. It should have always been one of the two belts in the company. Then it works, because you riddle's ass like he did. So Lashie comes down, beats the shit out of Seth. No one can answer the challenge. We have to remember, he nerfed Ali first. Which he mid-promo. Was definitely- mid-promo. Well, I mean, him and Ali got beef. So he's been beating up Ali. Ali's been trying to whip his ass. Ali jumps on him, like, I got you, weren't looking. Just nerfs Ali. That's funny. <laughs> I don't care. People that like that shit, I found it hilarious. Nerfs him mid-promo, walks down, beats the shit out of Seth. Before the bell rings, don't even care about a bell. Even though it's an open challenge. Later, he cuts a promo. He just wants his belt back. He's going to beat the shit out of everybody. You probably should let the bell ring first. Nonetheless, B style Seth. Seth is a rap, sprawled out. Theory comes out. Austin Theory with his briefcase. What? He's cashing in on the U.S. title. He was just U.S. Mm champ. This is an open challenge. Thank you. The belt never rang.
2: Bell never rang. You could just say, I'm just accepting the challenge. It's like paying for free shit. It is. It is. Man came with a check for some <laughs> free shit. And was like, here's my check. And it was like, sir, you don't need that. Well, I'm, here's my check. Take it. Makes no sense.
1: Just say I'm accepting the challenge. The bell never rang. Yeah. So, he cashes in. In which Bobby Lashley spins the block, as the kids say. Beats the hell out of theory. <laughs> Giving Seth... An equal chance at this point, somehow they both recover from the ass whipping that is Bobby Lashley. But enough that Seth can roll over, throw his arm over, and beat Austin Theory and unsuccessful Cash in for a secondary championship.
2: There's there's so many things wrong with this. Everything. Like everything, everything was wrong with this, right? Because this is one of those things where they, if they probably felt, oh, the crowds can't stop singing the Seth's music. Let's just turn him heel. I mean, face. face. Which is not good. This never works for Seth Rollins. Ever. He has never been a good baby face. It lasts for like three weeks, and then everybody's tired of him because they talk about his whiny voice, and then he gets beat up or some shit, and everybody wants to turn heel again. Then he reinvents himself, and he's a better heel. I'm tired of doing this, Seth. So don't do that. By I think me, I don't know why they're. Bobby Lashley. What? He beat, he's beating up everybody for the U.S. title, right? I thought Brock was going to come out at some point. I was like, maybe Brock will get his revenge. Nope. He just beats up Theory. He beats up Rollins. He, he beat up Rollins, but you could have answered the open challenge right there. You could have thrown his ass in the ring and said, hey, ref, start it. And then got your title bet. Nope. Didn't want to do that. Theory has a briefcase. He already knows what that title tastes like. Why are you going to pay for it? Why are you paying for free shit? Might as well cash in on Roman. Cash in and lose on Roman. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But here, it, like, they're going to have to do some some galaxy magical tricks to make me believe that this is what he meant to do. They're going to have a hard time explaining why Theory was like, oh, I have, I can get anything I want. Well, I want the lesser thing. Yeah. yeah. Is he going to say I couldn't beat Roman? That won't sound good. No. That buries him further. Right. So why, why did we go this route? This was bad. And I know he's had the briefcase, but the briefcase isn't up until after Mania. Yep, had plenty of time. They have figure out something else. He can always lose to the champion. They may have to take a break from Money in the Bank. Well, I think they are. They're, but they're only doing it at WrestleMania, it seems like. now They're not doing the pay-per-view anymore. They may have to skip a Mania. I don't know. Because it's, it's quick. He it's, just it's, turn around and give a briefcase. It's, it was, it, this was effectively bad. Theory should have never won. This is not his fault. He just got put in a really bad spot. Because Vince was like, give him the briefcase. And he was like, are we getting the title off for of Roman? No. So why does he have the briefcase? Vince, I gave him the briefcase. Probably the week after, Vince was like, who did I give the briefcase? And they were like, Theory. And he was like, fuck. And he probably didn't it, remember. Like, it makes
1: him look strong. But, uh, but not if he never cashes it in.
2: It, it just never worked. And this whole thing was just bad. It was a bad Raw. If, if Seth is a baby face and Cody comes back, how does this work? Unless Cody's, Cody's not coming back for beef. with I mean, shit, he put him out. Yeah, but I, I think... You have to meet him at the Rumble if you show up at the Rumble. Not the
1: winning of the Hell in a Cell with the bloody chest, I think that was it.
2: But you got clobbered. Storyline, you got injured the night after because Seth attacked you. Yeah, he but put I mean, you
1: on his, the shelf. His, his shit was already bloody, but, but story, yeah, sure. Yeah,
2: storyline, he, he put you on the shelf. Yeah. That didn't put you on the shelf. Storyline, story real line, life, yeah. yes. But storyline, this man attacked you. And that's what did. As a sore loser, so of course you're going to want, want vengeance. But what if everybody's that? going, whoa, they're not going to want to see you beat him up.
1: No, I, I think they turned Seth baby face because it's Seth and Roman. That's that's the feud between whatever the hell you decide to do with Roman after Rumble and and if it's Rock, it's Rock. If it's Cody, it's Cody, or you know whoever wins Rumble or whatever the hell you want,
2: whoever wins Rumble. So wait, so Seth um, has got to drop that title then? Oh, Lashley's coming for that. <laughs> so look, I think they should have always went back to Seth versus Roman, right? Yeah, I think
1: I think it would have been easy to get the belt off of Seth by just having Theory cash in successfully, win a title that's lesser, and then have Lashley chase him, and then Seth. Can now
2: make his way to Roman. Any any way you want to work it, theory sure. shouldn't have been involved in this. But, but I think Solo Sokoa should probably beat Seth for that time. I don't know who's gonna beat him. I yeah. just know like
1: Bloodline should cost Seth. Sokoa should take that belt. Seth got beef with the boss now. Sure,
2: whatever. I just Seth, Seth versus Roman is a program that they've had in their back pocket because Seth. Didn't, you always had that. Seth didn't necessarily lose their last match. Yeah. Remember how that went? They have it in their back pocket, but Seth was still a heel when that worked. Yep. Seth is just a much better heel. But, yeah, all this was bad. I don't know where they're going to go with half of this shit. I was just And they got two weeks to build it. Yeah, War Games is right around the corner. And now it's like, it's not even their fault. It's like, Triple H like, I'm going to make Survivor Series War Games. We're like, yeah! And they are like, I only got two weeks to build it. And we're like, oh. Oh, yep. Like, they did a decent job building it on Raw for the women. Yeah, but the men, what is the War Games? Nah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't
1: even know. We didn't even start yet. Like, we, we got to start. Because Roman th- was with... Building a fucking match
2: against Jake Paul. Yeah, like, we got to— Logan Paul. We, like, Survivor Series back in the day, you'd you find people, the enemy of the enemy is my friend, right? Yeah. And you go around, and you see, like, Hogan walking around, like, who's going to be on my team? You do hate called the Brutes? Like, the yeah. Brutes would probably do that. It Maybe makes, you get Drew Mac. It makes sense, but hurry up. <laughs> like, you got to hurry up because yeah. the Bloodline's a team, and you're just putting a ragtag group of people together to try to beat one of the you most— You got indestructible- three more
1: shows Four,
2: sure. Yeah, to beat up these indestructible forces? Come on, guys, hurry up. Let's get to it. We ain't yep. got all day. <laughs> Gotta be quick. Uh, switching
1: gears then, no pun intended. AEW, Dynamite, another confusing show. Yo. Full gear's a week away. They're not building this well at all. I, I don't understand it. That, that's my biggest thing. Like, I've been critical of their mid-card for a while. Mm-hmm. Always been critical of their women. See it? Still am. But now it's really showing it, it, its culmination because it's like, yo, you guys have amazing in-ring wrestlers. And that's carried you for a long time. Now you suspended a couple of them. The other ones are working. But you put some of them to like an ROH brand that you're trying to build. You spread yourself pretty thin. This is a good time to have really good stories. Like, this is when... These are the dog days, usually, of pro wrestling. Where sports entertainment might carry you a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're they're not proving to be able to do that successfully. Mm -mm. Like, you gotta make people care. In these months where it's harder to care. And I'm not caring about much. Except at the top. The top usually always works. And there's a little weird shit going on up there. But the top usually figures itself out. Everything else just seems weird and convoluted to me. And we can go through some of the stuff happening. But women's division, I I like Jay Cargill's stuff mm-hmm. with Nyla Rose. Nyla's stealing the belts. It's fun. It's very that fun. That shit's fun. Yeah, that sports entertaining. Yes. She's I, great. Yeah. I don't got to see her wrestle. Because you know what? That match probably not going to be great. I don't even care. The build was so good. I'm invested in the story. Nyla's taking the belt around everywhere. She's defended the title. She is hilarious. Like it is hers. She did a whole
2: thing. Like, no, Nyla Rose defended the championship. Like, yo, she stole it from me. She has it in quotes on the uh, on the on every pictures in quotes is because she stole it. It's it's, it's, it's good incredible. stuff.
1: Incredible. And even though Jay's at heel, Nyla's like, no, fuck you. I'm a bigger heel. Yeah. And you didn't really turn Jay, baby. It's again, they're yeah. living in a lot of gray area between faces yeah. and
2: heels. But this one works. This this one absolutely works. The TNT, is TBS, women's title. Is there a title? Yes, because Jade is... It, it's, it's That's been, problematic. It's
1: been their problem <laughs> for a while because... It's so problematic. Not only is she captivating and polarizing, it's the better stories. Every few.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, they've... they <sighs> Thunder Rosa, you know, I mean, dude, i the only pass I can give AEW is they've been murdered by injuries. Oh, snake bit. Like they, but that happens on weekly TV. Yeah, this is the this, the challenge of doing a weekly live show. Things are going to happen. This is why Vince stopped long-term planning anything. <laughs> He's just like, yo, we just go for it. Yeah, we just, whatever. he I mean, the man's scatterbrained as it is, but when people get hurt, it just throw, if you have a six-month story getting planned, you got to throw it all out in the trash. Yep. So you, Thunder Rosa. Adam Cole. We still don't know when Adam Cole's coming back. Nah. Brawl Out. The fallout from Brawl Out is still destroying everything. Uh, there's so many people who haven't been on TV, but... And he hurts himself by doing a lot of ROH stuff. Yeah, well, you, you, buy, you purchase a brand. You want to keep that brand visible, but now you're keeping it visible at the detriment of your own company because you try you're trying to serve too many masters. Yeah. And you're not using Rampage, what I think you can use it for by helping further along these stories. Stop giving me matches I don't need. Like, even on Dynamite. Trent versus Jay Lethal, why? No sense. Like, just because ROH isn't a thing yet? Like, like there's no beef there. Jay's mm -hmm. beef is with Darby Allin. Yep. So I'm confused why we're having this match, because there's other stories that need to be told. Now that you're two weeks out, you can't just jumpstart new stories. But you got to take, you have to commit to certain things. Eddie Kingston being gone for long periods of time when he's extremely hot. Now, granted, he had the issue with Sammy Guevara. Sure. How long do you punish people? Well, I mean, I can't speak to that because I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I don't kind of, know. Yeah, I just, don't know. It's just indefinite suspensions are kind of weird. See, I don't even know, like, if it was... It's, it's not
1: a suspension, technically. It's just...
2: I don't know if it was a punishment. I don't know if they just didn't have anything for him to do. I don't know what the answer to this stuff is. I know the, the problem that I see is that I'm heading into full gear with a bunch of programs that don't have a lot of meat to them. Yeah, like Miro's not around. Like Miro's not around. They did a, a you know a nice little spot with Alistair Black coming back or Malachi Black coming yeah. back, which I'm interested I'm just... in how they how he's gonna their be promos used. are always great.
1: No, they are. But great. When but when you come back, what are you doing with them? Because they should have been trio champions, but they lost in a tournament. Like well, they they fucked up their booking already, and their promos were great before.
2: Yeah, well, you have to have some. Your booking has to have consistency. Yeah. And as you head into this full gear show, you put so much into MJF and Moxley. When I know we all could see it now, the plan was always going to be MJF and Punk. Again, for whatever weird reason, because it did before, but it it threw everything off. And now you're working, but you're not really working from the bottom up. You're working from the top down. You got to strengthen your mid card. Like we know they can wrestle. There's never going to be a question that these matches are going to deliver. I have to care about what you're giving me, though, and I don't care. Exactly. It's just a random assortment. of so, It's a house show. So going back to the women's division, Jamie Hader's hot right now. Yep. The crowd's behind her. They're booking her with Tony Storm, and they were like, ah, let's give him a story. They gave him the story about being friends and roommates. All right, fine. It's not time to put the title on Jamie Hader either, though.
1: No, and then it's still an interim title, so that's looming.
2: Yeah, because like, Thunder Rose is out. Yeah, like, how long? But. Like, she could just vacate the title. She could, but they expect her back soon. But I think the, the, the same issue happens on SmackDown. You got to have mid-card women's programs. Now, fortunately, they're going with Saray and Britt-, Britt Baker. But then it's like, Britt Baker is like the un... She's like Charlotte. Well, she's like the champ without a yeah. belt. Yep. So it's like... So, like if Charlotte's
1: in a feud... Like Charlotte's always going to get TV tied. Exactly. If she doesn't have the belt, she's going to get TV tied
2: in a feud with, against somebody. But that's not building... Other no. women's feuds. So it's like, it's cool. Like in a way, it's cool for Saraya's comeback match. We fully expected to go that over. That promo her.
1: was pretty bad.
2: Though. It, it was. She was very emotional. It's not hitting like. I, I, it's hard because. <laughs> Saraya is, it's good to see her back. Yes. Right. And unfortunately, they don't treat her like they treat the men. Like Edge came back from an injury and the place went nuts. Right. Soraya comes back and cuts this promo on Britt Baker. The problem is, as much as Britt is a heel, the fans still DMD. They still like her. Yeah. And Soraya's been gone for so long. And this is r- my house thing. Britt's promo hit. Britt was like, if, you, if this was your house, you had to leave your house to come to my house, make an appointment, bitch. I was like, you're fucked. Yeah. Because th- this was good. And I know, and I'm sure both of them agreed to how this was gonna go, but I don't think either one of them, and maybe Britt did, and was just like, "Well, maybe the empathy for the sympathy for Soraya will just carry her through." The crowd was like, "Britt's right, yeah." Like, there's no juice yet for her. Nah. It's like you you are a legend, but shout out to Ryan McKinney who keeps saying Saree is such a big star. Told you, um, <laughs> <laughs> like she she's a star. She's a star, but just like everybody else's star, just like everybody else's star. So it's like.
1: You got to come and remind me somewhat why you're a star. And I understand, like, you got to rock. You don't got to rock her to the top of the card. No, no, no. But to no. put her against
2: Britt right away, like, Britt, like, take her legs out. Like, that's kind of like, it's a I tough mean, position. She needs a, a big comeback match, right? Yeah. Like, she needed that. But because you haven't built anybody else, that's where the problem comes. You have to pair it with Britt Baker, who is in a position where she's a heel, but kind of not really yeah. a heel. And it's like you haven't built anybody else up so Soraya could work and people would be invested. People will, I don't know how people are going to take to this match at full gear. And we'll talk about predictions and all that next week. But this promo, like, you can see that Soraya was super emotional about saying that she was clear. And I felt for her because I was like, damn, she hasn't wrestled in so long. But, he Just fall flat a little bit.
1: Jeff Jarrett's back. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Jay Lethal teaming again. I guess they teamed earlier in the year for someone's retirement.
2: Yeah. It Ric
1: Flair um, retirement.
2: Yes. They were a tag team for Rick Flair's retirement match.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so they're
2: a tag team again. Against Sting and Darby Allen. I mean, look, man. At a certain point you gotta go. What are you doing? Yeah, you Jeff has worked every goddamn promotion in the past year. WWE, AEW, he was in... uh, Remember Global Force Wrestling? Yes, I went to their first show. Yeah, we did. We went together. That's right, we did. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, (laughs) But there comes a point in time where Tony kind of say, yeah, you're here and you got a big name, but I don't need you right now. Tony has to do a little bit more of that. Not right now. I'll sign you later. Now, sometimes you got to worry, oh, they might go to WWE, but at a certain point, you got to look at your roster and say, I don't care who they sign. You take Jeff Jarrett so the fuck what? They let him go. Right. They let him go so he'll always be there. But you don't need him. And even like last week's dynamite with the reveal the fake thing, it just didn't hit if you need to bring him in, just have him in the back. Smart people in the back. Yeah, but it's you not You don't got to be
1: a, not everybody got to be an on-air talent. Not everybody willing to immediately
2: like give me like work with your stories like I don't need this right now. No, it's like you're trying to like
1: milk the entire paycheck you're giving these people. It's okay to just be backstage
2: talent. Okay. And come out when it's when it's time. At any it, time. Like, so William I, Regal, I get it. Because Regal's great. Of course. Great. But not everybody got to be out there. Nah, man. And not everybody is out there. And that's the problem. The wrong people are out there. Nia Jax does not need Vicky Guerrero. You mean Nyla Rose? Nyla Rose. She absolutely Nyla does Jacks. not. What the fuck happened to Nia Jax? Nyla Rose. She's anti vaccine somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nyla Rose. Like, she doesn't need... No, she doesn't. Like, everybody don't got to be out there. I'm Vicky Guerrero. Vicky's just a heat magnet. So they feel like by parent her there, even if she's just standing there, people are going to boo because everybody hates Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, it's just not, it's not good heat. No. And then, I don't know, we got this tournament
1: of random cast of characters going on for an, a championship eliminator. Why do wins and losses matter if you just got a tournament?
2: Well, why do wins and losses matter when this tournament has a bunch of people who've been losing? <laughs> thats I don't know. Lance Archer's in this thing. He didn't. He hasn't won. Ricky Starks. His lost. extensions ridiculous. Yeah, they're nuts. Uh, but it's it's a bunch of losers in here that or Ricky Starks. Give them some momentum before they head into a tournament. There's a top ten. Well, then if you have an eight seed, if you have an eight seed tournament,
1: and you got MJF and Mox going for the belt, wouldn't it seed
2: three through ten. Fill out the eight-man bracket. That's what you would think, right? But wins and losses matter. They they could have just called this a loser's tournament. <laughs> and they could have, like, explain this to me. Like, I don't know. But uh, they've done a lottery ticket. They've done a,
1: a giant donut slash Sonic ring. They've done a chip.
2: They don't have to do this. It, it's way too many, way too many ways to get a random ass title. Yeah, shot. And we'll predict the, the tournament winner as this thing comes Plays into out, picture, yeah. but. Again, seeing Eddie Kingston lose in what was actually a pretty damn good match. Like Kingston losing wasn't terribly surprising, but I thought it was, a, it was a it was a very good match. But man, you squandered the momentum that you had with Eddie Kingston. That dude was like the hottest in the company at one point. Oh. Super over. We're talking about giving him the, the Foley run. Yeah, and they didn't. And I don't know if they'll ever go back to it, but whatever. And then.
1: The claim swerving our glory. Well,
2: oh, this is great. This is this thing. This has been great. My only question is if, if my kids turned on me, we're beefing forever <laughs> for life. So, like, while daddy ass is very concerned with swerve, the ass boys were in that tag match. Yeah, I'm beating up my kids first <laughs> before the guy. Who injured your fingers and can't Those make are it, my kids. You should have my back, sizzle. you pieces of shit. Like yeah. it's very odd that they've done this, but whatever. Um, but Swerve continues to be fantastic in this role. FTR, after this, if they don't get a shot of these AEW tag titles by January, or revolution is something, like, what are we doing? They're they're too good. You can't keep them away forever. Nah, man. They're way they found a way to keep them away last week, and I, I'm okay with that. To keep us with the acclaim and swerve in our glory. Yeah. But after this, every time I watch Dax and Cash, I'm like, man, they're really fucking good.
1: Yep. And wins and
2: loss matter, Yeah.
1: So, I think this has to be the the separation of swerve and Keith oh, Lee. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, that should be when hell of a feud.
2: Well, it's crazy because Keith Lee has been so protected. And it makes you, like, as you said it before, it's like, well, you put them in a singles program. If they do, like... Because Swerve doesn't mind going over. He talked about it in our podcast. He's like, yep. let, let them go over on me. I'm fine. I'll just make everything look good. And he does that. But if him and Keith have a feud, and Keith beats Swerve in a feud, which I fully expect is going to happen because Keith has not eaten a pin yet. No. Like, you got Keith and Powerhouse or Keith and Wardlow. Like, that. you can re- like you can make the TNT title the big meaty man bumping meat title. Because <laughs> yeah. you got a bunch of people. Because the main pick- title is the worker's title. Right. It strangely is flipped upside down, but Keith is in like, he's in prime position to break out next year. I think Keith could beat Swerve in the program and Swerve shoot higher than Keith. Keith, Swerve has a higher upside because they don't have enough heels right now. No. And
1: he's bringing a whole different aspect of star power to the show. Like, False accusations. Yo, the Bow Wow shit at first, and then just... Accusations. Accusations. Like, that Rick Ross and him promo. Ross is a natural, by the way. He's like, backstage with Rick Ross, the biggest boss. Like, how you just cut him off? I don't know how Keith Lee kept a straight face through that whole
2: thing. (laughs) Yo, false accusations is the best shit. Accusations. False (laughs) accusations. (laughs) And Keith is looking at him like, indubitably. And I was like, "This this is incredible. But Swerve has Swerve is in the Seth Rollins position right now. Yeah, where Swerve can lose and it just keeps going up because he's so good at what he the does.
1: Star power is being felt. Yeah, where it's just like, yo, this is different than what we have in an MJF. That's like a, a traditional, not even traditional pro MJF's, wrestling.
2: MJF is just a different level of heel entirely. Yeah,
1: he's just that's the traditional pro wrestling style, like star power. Like they're used to that. Like he's going, he's doing the movie about the, the Von Erichs and. Von Yeah, like, we've seen this. Like, this is um, usually what happens when your biggest star is kind of like a young white male. Yeah. Like, these are the opportunities. Like, he goes to Hollywood. He goes into other things. We get that. We haven't seen too much star power outside of The Rock. Really not even The Rock too much. Mm -mm. But, like, that hip-hop star power. Yeah. Where it's like, yo, that's commercial now. Like, yeah, Swerve, Swerve can legit show up
2: with drake and twenty one Savage next week, and people be like, yep and i I know people <laughs> are sometimes going, are they just kind of like throwing people on these shows, just throwing them on the shows? Yes, yep, the answer is yes, but they're having fun doing it, right, like they had Kevin Cage, like Jermaine. they they it is we are not too long removed from people's like all elite whites, well they've kind of changed the perception yep. of that Mar was there. Yeah, Lamar oh, was there. <laughs> you see, like, he was like, I didn't even hear that Jericho called me out until somebody told me. He was so confused. Like, yeah. Lamar was like, What the fuck is going on? <laughs> but they've they they've got something with Swerve that it taps into the culture. And he's fucking good. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's fallen into the role perfectly. Um, God, me and Tony didn't even talk about that on this show. Me and Tony talked about, Tony Khan talked about this off the show about the upside of Swerve. Before Swerve was a heel. Yep. Tony was like he was like, you know, I think I think he could be one of our biggest stars I don't think anybody really knew what they had with him. And Tony's right. Yep. Like I don't think anybody knew what they had with Swerve cuz as a talent, he just gets it. And his work is different than he his wrestling style is different than anybody else where he can work kind of with everybody. Yep. I mean, we saw him lucha underground We've seen him. shot. yes. Yeah. Big yeah. fan of Killshot, too.
1: Oh, it's just... i have seen him work everywhere. He works the UK scene. Yeah. then. Like, I think he still travels and works in UK scene. He's done um, everything right. evolved, like, obviously being the man. Him and Austin Theory yeah. there. And their programs were phenomenal. Like, he works
2: everything. Yeah, so this... I, I, I'm not concerned with Swerve unless they just cool him off for no reason. And it would literally be for no reason. He's hot. Yeah, but I mean, we've
1: seen Ricky Starks. We've seen so, yeah, I don't know. Never know. It's po- possible, but it's, when people get hot, just do what's right. Shoot them. Um, Samoa Joe turning on Wardlow.
2: Sure, it's just three big men about to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, I, I, it just. I get it, but I don't get it. All right, Samoa Joe's a killer. Don't forget. He I get, friends. I get that, but both of them have titles. Yeah. What are we doing this for? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Joe just wants to add another title? So they're all going after Wardlow's belt? Well, the reason I'm concerned about this is not because of Joe, because I love Simone Joe. But I feel like if you, if you, they haven't given up on Wardlow, but his star power is like shrank some. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks to him, JF. And you bring in somebody like Powerhouse Hobbs, who's either going to get beat or he's going to go over. But if it's, but now Joe is going to make him an afterthought. In this match. If they have a three-way match, which we expect at full gear. I want Powerhouse to have the spotlight on his own, win or yeah. lose. I don't want Joe to be involved in it Unless Joe is the tool to allow those two to carry it on one more
1: pay-per-view. Maybe. But then how do you pin a guy who's a champion in another promotion?
2: That, that's what I'm saying. So and this like, is where it's... shit gets weird. I look at Powerhouse and we keep saying, like, he's got it. Yeah. Right? As it's, Ever since he turned heel and they started, like, moving and moving him, and, and you watch him, he's like, that guy could be... He could yeah. be the guy. Maybe not the top guy, but he's definitely yeah, TNT title yeah. material. And if you... if In the future. And you give me somebody who's like, well, Wardlow needs to lose. Well, you can lose that fucking guy. Look at him. believable, 100%. So I don't know what they're doing necessarily. I'm not mad at the turn. It's just like he has the ROA's TV title. He has the TNT title. And Wardlow's standing there. I mean, and, and Powerhouse is standing like, I still beat your ass. After he beat your ass, I was like, oh, man, you became an afterthought already. And then last thing, John Moxley, MJF. Um, if, I'll just say it. I, I said it the last time. If Regal ain't joining MJF, I don't know what we're doing here. And I don't need them to be affiliated with the firm while they're doing no, 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 it. No, no, just no, no. Just those two. I, I need this to be, I, I've said this before, this feels very Rock Survivor Series 1998 where Rock came in as a hot baby face, joined the corporation, won the title, and left as the biggest heel in the company. MJF was already the biggest heel in the company. They knew when he'd come back, the crowd would pop for him. So the I don't part, like him leaning into the babyface ship. What? Well, therein lies the issue, because you can't telegraph too hard. And the start when he got jumped by the firm, it telegraphed too hard to the point where I was like, "What well, I'm saying right now, if you're not turning him heel, what are we doing?" Yeah, because the heel turn has to be so drastic, and Regal has to turn on all of the uh, the whole uh, the whole crew. He's got to yeah. turn on all of them. Black and it Bull, has to, combat club, everybody. like. There needs It needs to be brutal. And, you know, when I say Zayn needs blood because, it, like, the bleeds too much, so it won't even matter. Yeah. But MJF and Regal, that promo they cut together set the, the tone for, like, I'll get you where you need to be. I'm going to teach you how to be. Like, you already are the biggest heel in this business, but I'm going to teach you how to be better and never lose again. And they have that shared kinship that could definitely work, but... They spent a lot of time making like leaning into the cheers and I'm like, wait, well, don't do that. No, it's very convoluted. Like if you're gonna MGF should still be ripping the crowd. Yep. MGF should still be ripping everybody. And Kay. then when the turn happens, like, just don't telegraph it. But dog, if they don't if they don't turn him, I honest to God do not know what we're doing. I he has to be a heel. He has to be the heel and if, he, if he's the gonna be the biggest. He has to be the biggest heel who sends Moxie on his long awaited vacation. Yep. Like Moxie has to be destroyed, left a bloody mess to the point of no return. I mean, and then, you know, Renee can get the time off too, because she can yeah.
1: be back in the And then I don't know what you do with the firm. But
2: it should be all
1: ego, Ethan Page. Yeah, it should lead in that crew anyway. But then they're heels. Well, Moxie's a heel.
2: Or and do heels. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they thought this through. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna try to fantasy book it, you could say the MGF kinda used them to get to where he needed to be. Then they knowing the whole then. Well, knowing the whole time that, you know, Regal couldn't do it because it would have been everybody would saw it coming. So he had MGF had to figure out a way to get there. You could try to tell that story, but the problem is Stokely's a heel. Yep. Ethan Page is a heel. It's and a crew of eight people. You got a crew of heels. I can see if it was just, just Ethan Page and Stokely. Yeah. And maybe like Moriarty right yeah. but when you have so many heels involved I don't want to feel sympathy for any of these guys no Marcy yeah like they're but the end game has to be the MJF used everybody but I don't know where that leaves the firm the firm feels like a completely unnecessary faction yep Stokely went from Jay to this and even though Stokely's great in his role can we just cement him into something please since his NXT days, man. He just bounces around. Yeah, like, we just need to settle him into something and some. Like, dude, if you really want to strap the Rockets to Lee Moriarty, and not even the Rocket, if you want to give him a push, Soakley would be his... He just needs one. Just needs a mouthpiece, M- Maybe two tops. Maybe him and Ethan Page. But after that, I don't need to see him with Morrissey or the ass boy. I don't need none of that. The, firm is-, the firm is unnecessary as a faction right now. Because it leads to nothing. At all.
1: So... We have another week to see how the build plays out. We'll see what Trips does following that Raw. We'll see how AEW builds going into full gear.
2: We uh, saw Nikita Lions got turned on on NXT. Yeah. Thakita. Mega-kita. Whatever. <laughs> People NXT. love them, so Thakita. I know, but until they follow her politics. Um, NXT is just, it's fine. Yeah, it's all right. It's all not right. bad.
1: Carmelo Hayes is still the guy. Yeah. And Braun came out with his daddy's jacket. It was cool. Just call him Braun
2: Starr. Like, don't insult our intelligence. And they got a pay-per-view coming up. Yeah. Oh, well, it's Network special, but we'll so, talk about it as we get closer. It's
1: it's going to be a interesting couple of weeks in pro wrestling. A couple of pay-per-views coming up for both of the major promotions. It's going to be one hell of like a Thanksgiving week. So, like, we're going to be packed in all the combat sports. So, hopefully you guys appreciate our show today. We appreciate you all. Since this was a long one, we'll keep it short. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter. Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out our YouTube, The Corner Podcast. To everyone here at Blue Wire Studios at the Wynn Resorts in Las Vegas. Till next time, we're out. Peace.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.